Hello and welcome to Nintendo Pals Podcast episode 133. Tonight, we're talking about underrated games. Games that need to be played. Games you need to know about that you might not know about yet. And answering community questions and submitted topics. We're talking all of that and more. Well, greetings, fellow Nintendo pals. My name is Andros, and uh, I am joined by my fellow Nintendo pal, Micah. Yep. This is the Nintendo Pals podcast, the show all about Nintendo and friendship. And we are joined by extra special returning guest. It's Dan from RetroLogic. Hey, everybody. Dan, we've missed you, pal. I'm just trying to figure out where to shove my Pikmin. Look, I'm even wearing the shirt. Wow. The Miyamoto one? It is. Yes. I have that exact shirt. I got it at the Nintendo store. I was like, I have to. It's, man. It's such a cool shirt. It's like people don't even know what it is. They're like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's a P. Nice. It is. It is. The Pikmin hype is real in my house right now. Hardcore. (laughs) Not just for you, but like, is your family into Pikmin? My uh, my son, who plays video games with me, very much is. So we've we've been very excited. Nobody else in my family cares. Yeah, my my wife is very excited for this game. She yes. played through all of Pikmin three, probably more so than me because I didn't finish Pikmin three Deluxe yet. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. <laughs> I'm I'm hyped for it as well. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, we got this. We got this going here. Well, I I gotta ask. Then how the heck are you? It's it's been a while. How, how I don't even. Do you know the last time I was on? I don't even know. So much has happened in life. Yeah. That like I don't even know where to begin. It where to it end. feels like a long time ago and not that long ago at the same time. Just because I'm I'm a big fan of. If anybody here hasn't checked out the RetroLogic podcast, that's hosted by Dan here, uh, one of the founding RetroLogic fathers. Uh. In addition, he hosts that with our, our buddy Sam and John. Fantastic show. So I, I feel like I ha- I've been in the conversation with you, even though I'm cool. not at all. I'm just there awesome. listening. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, for, for your listeners, um, yeah, RetroLogic is the, it's a retro-based video game show that I do with John and Sam, and we love doing it. And um, it's been kind of a weird transition for me because life for me has become very busy. So my role there has been a little bit of a step back. Like I'm still like basically a moderator in the discord and I'm still hosting the show, but we went bi-weekly. It's just things had to like kind of slow down for me so that I could focus on some other things, but it's still very much a passion project of mine. So things are firing in all cylinders on the show still. Uh, But yeah, it's been kind of an interesting transition there, but we have a bunch of other shows now. John has his own show doing, um, video game topic based podcast and then we have uh a, a, a film based podcast now yeah hosted by a bunch of community members and that's Solo. really fun Solo tim is something. on that one 
solo something tim tim is on that one those guys are just killing it and um so it became much more of like it became bigger than me so now when people are like oh dan from retrologic i'm like yes and i don't do very much there <laughs> yeah it's just dan dan the man he's he's you're it's, you're all over the place yeah. and and i've been following you as a creator since uh dad crossing back in the day which oh yeah which sort of i mean you branched off from that to to do the retro logic thing and those guys yeah. went on to do uh they're doing game awesome pass, stuff game pass yeah news. so game pass news which is so cool yeah so it's um, it, and i am kind of always like that i'm 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 i love what i'm doing but then i'm always looking at the next thing and i'm like mm-hmm what's what's that thing and like i want to play with that and so like a cat who can't decide what toy to play with um but i never try to like just drop a project like i want to make sure that things are taken care of so retro logic is still going strong yeah but i'm now i uh first of the year i started going back to college and i'm doing piano classes which is something that i it's kind of a bucket list thing for me to learn piano because i can play guitar and i write music but piano's always been elusive um, for me and just kind of like there's been a lot of self self discovery in my life and I decided that I wrote a lot of music in my teens and then stopped cold turkey and did life and now I'm like nah I need to pick that back up that's a part of me that needs to come back so that's something that you guys can look forward to in the future is some music by me neat nice. so, this yeah. actually mm-hmm. fits very well into the first segment of our show um, so maybe we just jump into that but before we do I got to ask you guys both, do you know what we're doing here tonight? Um, we're talking about Pikmin, right? Pikmin, we are. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to try to take over the world. That's the same thing we do each and every episode. We try to take over the world of Nintendo podcasts, and we do that through five-star reviews. So anybody out there listening that has not yet left us a five-star review, please help us out. Helps the show get discovered. Um, and makes us feel good about ourselves. I mean, like, I, I mean, like, let's let's be real. That's the the real reason I want the five star reviews because I can look mm-hmm. at it and go, oh, I'm validated. I'm I'm doing something worthwhile. <laughs> this isn't a total waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So you can leave us five star reviews on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, and Audible. All those places let you leave five star reviews. And with that, I think we'll jump into the first segment of our show, which is called What You Making? Uh, and I'll turn it over to you, Dan, as, as our guest. You kind of already dove into this. You're, you're working on some music stuff, but any mm-hmm. other, like, like any projects, um, like <sighs> anything you want to highlight that you're working on content-wise? It could be anything. Like Mike has talked about games he's work, been working on as a, as a hobby developing. Um, I mostly focus cool. on my YouTube and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, I would say um, I pretty much hit it. Like, definitely check out Retrologic. It's just a fun show. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the music thing is going to be something that's going to come up this year for sure. Um, and uh, if if you... If that interests you, then yeah, follow me on Twitter because that's where I'm going to be posting most of that stuff um, as long as Twitter survives. Um, <laughs> you but, never know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think I pretty much already <laughs> already did all that. So y'all y'all go. I know you you, you re- <laughs> he read ahead. Uh, 
I am curious what what kind of music is is, is it you're going to be diving into. So I'm very I'm a huge fan of uh, post grunge, um, poppier rock music. Yeah, I see. Um, that. It's a you, lot you got of a that. beanie on right now. I just uh, yeah. yeah. It's, so yeah, you yeah. get the vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's very, <laughs> but it's also a little bit like um, if I were to choose some artists that are like my inspirations, it would be like Ben Folds. Weezer, Fountains of Wayne, uh, the Pixies, uh, those guys go all over the place. Not a surf. <laughs> like, like yeah. a lot of these artists are, are, are it's very spectrum. much, yeah, but it's all kind of like very like either singer songwriting folky or like post grunge, uh, pop rock, that kind of stuff. Um, that's the kind of stuff I like to make. That's the kind of stuff I like to listen to. So that's kind of where it comes out. Right. I'm doing a lot on acoustic guitar right now. Cause that's the instrument i'm the most proficient at so it's all coming out very guitar-y which is obviously but (laughs) (laughs) um but i'm hoping that with piano coming up this year things will start to get a little bit more melodic and more uh musical music like from a musical type of like storytelling because that piano tends to lend itself to much more dynamic types of songwriting um so yeah that's your jam um, I actually have a song up on Twitter right now that was a song prompt that I did where I asked Twitter, I was like, give me a, like a topic or a word, give me a quote and give me a setting. And it was like the first three that I got, I chose. And so it was spaghetti, uh, uh, Kiev, Ukraine. And the quote was, uh, you or do not, um, there's no try. Uh, and I wrote a song and it was, it was, it ended up being this ridiculous song about this guy who's depressed because his girl left him for a guy from Kiev. So he just sits in his bed and eats all day. So he's talking about the kinds of food he eats. And it's and I think it's pretty funny. So you can go check that out. That's on my Twitter feed. Um, and it's just me and an acoustic guitar and my crappy phone recording. It's not like a professional recording or anything. But it just gives you an idea of like, this is the vibe. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you you have like all the the recording equipment and stuff because you dabbled do, with this for years. So. But I don't know how to like turn all that into like a good record. And it's just also t- the time commitment. Like I can throw my phone down and record a song real quick, but getting all the like processing done of like the mic and my laptop and doing takes and doing like multiple takes of things <laughs> to make it sound good. I don't have time for that. So I'm doing what I have time for right now. Yeah, so. makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, um, it, it's interesting that you, you that, that sort of ties into um, my what 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 you make. And I have been doing a lot of experimentation with chat GPT. And one of the things that I want to try that I that I dove into was like, hey, can you write me a song about the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? Include lyrics and and chords for me to play on guitar oh and it did it oh i have no idea what it sounds like i mean i i, I can get a rough idea i play guitar um mm-hmm. but like mostly mostly by ear and just knowing chords <laughs> like looking up chord charts and being like okay yeah um and i mean I that's can, me too i i'm not yeah. I'm, i can't read music i just figure it out yeah I, i'm similar on piano as well play play a lot by ear um but i don't have a piano that's a bummer. I, I, that would be fun to have. But uh, I, I'm thinking Clubhouse 51 games. <laughs> the like six keys. 
Yeah. I think it's like eight or 12. Maybe. If I get multiple switches together, I could get a full keyboard. Do you know. have the Labo piano, though, is my question. I don't have Still. the Labo piano. No, I didn't get uh, any Labo stuff. Mine's sitting up there. I'll send it to you. It's completed. <laughs> <laughs> uh but i i think that will be a fun future maybe like short or or video project i do where i try different songs generated by ai and see how those see how those work how Dif- are the lyrics different. are they interesting are they bad are they no they they're they're fine they, they do a yeah. good job with rhyming uh and and making sense uh, maybe a little corny maybe maybe a little like like this is yeah. sounds like it's trying to be too serious but you could, yeah you could make it you can change that up easily. Be like, I want this to be comical. Include this piece in the song somewhere. Mm. Uh, like, like there, there's a lot of flexibility you could have with it. So we might do something similar where I like take requests. We're like, okay, what should we do a song about? And we'll just see what the AI can spit out. And, That'd be awesome. You should do that for sure. I'd watch that stream all day. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be a fun one to, to stream. Um, but speaking of streams, I am doing... Uh, currently turning the last stream I did into a video which I am crunching to get out for Valentine's Day because it was a Valentine's Day focused video where I played The Legend of Zelda following the WikiHow article on how to celebrate the perfect Valentine's Day for your husband. That is legitimately the title of the WikiHow article. (laughs) And the reason I went with that one versus like their other generic Valentine's Day ones is because those ones weren't really possible to do <laughs> in Zelda. They had like all these things that I was like, I don't know how to do that. But this guide, everything was possible somehow in Breath of the Wild. So I'm, I'm going through and doing that. I executed this absolutely goofy looking glitch where um, you move the character Loon, who is obsessed. Do you guys remember Loon from Breath of the Wild? Yes. She's like yes. obsessed with of that orb. Course. I'm, oh, I'm yeah, playing yeah. through it. I'm playing through the whole game right now again, and it's, I'm totally obsessed with it um, before uh, Tear the Kingdom comes out. So I'm well-versed right now. I'm, I'm fresh. Sweet. Yeah, Loon is like stroking an orb. She's like romantically in love with this orb. Well, you can uh, use stasis and some glitches to move her out of the way of the orb. And then if you crouch down next to Loon... <laughs> You get Link gets some romantic-y, cuddly action going going Aww. on in that, and so that's that's like the sort of peak moment of the video. The conclusion to to the video is that's the one where you have to show her pictures of of guardians, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. And then she breaks up with her orb to go uh, see guardians. She's kind of crazy. I'm about to finish that that quest. Actually, I just started it. So that's weird. Well, you should look up the glitch. It it was pretty easy to do. I mean, it actually took me like 40 minutes to actually execute, but the actual process of it is easy. It's just timing it. All all you do is hit a treasure chest with the stasis directly at her and then talk to her right as it's about to hit. And if you do do that properly, it moves her out of the way of the orb. (laughs) It is very funny. I, I was dying laughing and also just like i don't know if i should be witnessing this this just feels (laughs) wrong this feels wrong anywho so i'm working on that project Uh, i also started another another video project where i'm playing through the legend of zelda uh again i was talking about ai i used ai as a guide i asked I, i would just ask what to do step by step and then i do what the ai says to do 
Mm. And it, it has done pretty well so far. It really struggled to get me to the tower. It just kept what telling game? Me Breath of the Wild. Oh, still Breath of the Wild. Okay. Yep. So I started a fresh file, and, and it really struggled to get me to the tower. But then beyond that, to like go to all the shrines, uh, it knew where I needed to go, who I needed to talk to. It, it, it's a lot of like me being dumb, like a, like a dumb like rat in a maze and going the yeah. wrong way and then having the AI correct me to go the right way. I like, I know this is not where I'm supposed to go, but it's what the AI said to do. Like, okay, leave the great plateau. Oh, well I fell and died. What, 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 what am I supposed to do? And they're like, Oh yeah, you need to go get the glider. And so then it tells me to go get the glider. And so it's like, that's funny. It, it it's, it's pretty comical uh, how you know, I'm like, I'm getting hit by a guy with a stick. What do I do? And it explains to me how to fight. I, I just, I was just having fun with it. Just messing around. I just want to see you be bad at Breath of the Wild. That's why that's entertaining. Oh man, that's easy to do. I think like, oh. every video I'm pretty bad at Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Watch the chat percent. Oh gosh, video that's painful. Where that's he was painful. blindfolded and we had to, in chat, describe what he had to do. <laughs> Oh, that's great. And of course, we're like on like a five to 10 second delay. Sure. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. It was it was kind of painful to watch at times. Yeah, but it was also very enjoyable to watch him run off things at the same time. So and then I'm, I'm blabbing, blabbing my ear off here, but I'm putting out uh, daily shorts every weekday. And those have been doing pretty well on YouTube. And you're changing your shorts daily now. Yep. Nice. Changing them daily. Yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah, they're 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 comfy and easy to wear. You know, <laughs> I, I gotta, gotta love those shorts. Uh, yeah. So those those shorts and I, I'm I want to do more with that as well. Uh, even shorter, even shorter shorts. <laughs> Short we'll shorts. We'll see. We'll some see Daisy what. Duke questionable. <laughs> and then, yeah, still working on two uh, other videos for AI invasion that, that are there. They're there. They just. These other projects are taking precedence, and then we're moving on to those. So, yep. A lot in the works over at Andros One, my YouTube channel. Awesome. Micah, what you got going on? Uh, well, I've been uh, making up a lot of boxes and then filling them with things from my house and then yeah. loading them onto a truck. You're so. ready to move. Sounds like, sounds like you're, you're moving. Yep, yeah. I am. A few Maybe states over. further away from Andrew? Uh, technically, technically closer, closer but, but still nice. pretty far. <laughs> Still extremely far. Hey, it's baby steps, you know? It'll take another, like, five moves. Eventually, it'll be the same same state. (laughs) Yeah. The basement (laughs) that they don't know about. Nintendo Pal's house. He he just just shows up after this move. Like, at my house, like, oh, you're moving here. (laughs) Oh, okay. I didn't tell you, but... Dan Dan was making a lot of sense. I think I'm just going to... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I haven't really uh, been doing much else besides that. So it'll be a, a couple of weeks before I get back in the swing of things. Yes, we All may right. get to classic Micah recording from his iPhone moment for podcast. It'll be pretty fun. Back when back when we ha- were at the mercy of your battery. <laughs> yeah, but I have to message my, my phone's dying and you wouldn't see it. And <laughs> I'd be down to like 2%. <laughs> Oh, good times, good times. Well, what do you say we jump into the uh, first segment, or I guess this is the second segment because we just did the first segment. Second the segment of our segment. show, the the third uh, one of the segments yeah, of our show. Does the intro count as a segment? Yeah, 
pre-show. Hey, a segment <laughs> of our show is coming up next. It's the Community Corner. <laughs> All right, in the Community Corner, we ask you to ask us questions and uh, submit topics for us to discuss. The listeners have submitted a lot of questions this week. We're going to try and cruise through these because we've got uh, a, a good pal topic to talk here. And we have Dan here specifically for that. Um, but first, first question. Has there ever been an emotional game or part in a game that has made you cry? Not cry. Is it like games don't make me sad usually. But there are very emotional pieces to video games. Like the ending of Portal 2 kind of like rocked my world for a long time. That is a um, that is a, a a really impactful ending to that. Yeah. It like that one just always sticks out of my mind as like, okay, this is the culmination of everything you learned, and then like now what? It's just sort of mind blowing. Um Link's Awakening always does it for me because you're slowly, constantly on a path of destroying a people and a girl that you love. So that one always does it for me. That's that's one of my favorite Zeldas. That's a good pick. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I can remember a specific uh, experience I think I've shared on this show before because I think we've had a similar question to this before. But in Pokemon diamond um i got to the pokemon league at nighttime and there's a special song that plays uh the the gosh i I feel like i should should have it up here uh but i hit this moment in the game and this is also a period of my life where a lot of changes were happening i think it's teenager at this at this age I don't remember, but, um, and definitely was struggling with sort of an undiagnosed depression, um, which, Mm. which at this point now, like no, can target what that was. Mm. And the, ready, just the like emotional, like I hit the end of my journey and it also felt kind of like the end of my childhood. <laughs> wow. And that yeah. just kind of all came to a head for me. This made me this made me cry. The, the, this song just like evokes that for me. So yeah, I, I cried real real good for a long time. <laughs> a little embarrassing because it's like there's just nothing really emotional happening in the game. I think it was just mostly my life at that point and what was yeah. happening for me. And it's a very end, personal answer to that question. It's the end of this journey, right? It's yeah. the end of this journey in this game, and it was hitting at a time of life where it's like I'm not a kid anymore, and I'm I'm not I'm yeah. not at the beginning of my journey anymore, and and that was just, just a very intense moment to experience at that age. <laughs> yeah, that makes my answer sound extra dumb because I was just gonna yeah, say. Yeah, I'm glad like, I went uh, first. Uh, when I finished Metroid Prime, and I realized it was over, and there wasn't more. So good. Don't worry, it's been remastered. You could do it again. Oh, for I will at some point. I just did it a couple months ago, but I will be picking up this remaster did at you, some point. Did you did you play Metroid Prime 2 at all? Yeah. Played all the primes. Yeah. Primes. Primes but, are prime. 
oh yeah 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 yeah. i'm like uh, i think i'm a little emotionally stunted because i feel like there haven't really been any games that have made me emotional or sad yeah video games don't generally video games don't do that for me even like really sad stuff because i just don't get that like they're just so they're so long and you have so much control so usually a story in a video game i feel like is a bit has a bit of a disadvantage when compared to like something like a, a movie which is a very concise experience that's designed to tell this thing but you could go off on a side quest on a game and totally lose where you were in any story yeah um, true so i just feel like video games have a disadvantage in that way now obviously some people just get more impacted by things than others and so i'm probably a little bit more i'm a bit more of a more like you like emotionally stunted in that way but movies will get do it for me like really really like well like i cry at like dumb movies because i'm just like the puppy yeah you know but like uh, that's just have you seen of... i am legend that dog man oh man that is the it's saddest rough. moment of my entire life i mean i cried when wilson floated away like that was a moment <laughs> i, I like, mean no you gotta wilson! understand that's like that's his only friend yeah How, and, and if like, you have a little bit of empathy you can understand i, I think that's reasonable yeah see he gets it i get it yeah, I, I mean yeah, i was I was sad in I'm Legend when he had to shoot his uh, mannequin friend. Yeah, that was sad too. And then they made it even more sad later on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I feel like I can probably spoil that with the dog, like you said, but we already did. We sorry yeah. everybody who hasn't seen I Am Legend or read the book or I don't know. Spit <laughs> out for a while. Come on. Questions. yeah i think you That's can spoil it there are people that have been born after that have watched all these other movies yeah that's just been out yeah I'm, I'm trying to think i can't think of any other like sad specific moments in games that were designed to make me cry cry i'm sure if i played like xenoblade chronicles like there's there's a lot of like moments like that i'm sure apparently xenoblade chronicles 3 has some some tear jerkers mm. i didn't play those so you know i'm playing mario and zelda very rarely yeah. are you going to be crying in those games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Breath of the Wild got pretty close for me. There's some some moments in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel very empathetic for Zelda and her plight. She's she's rough. I just hit the I just hit the goddess statue in my current playthrough where she she's like she's like she's like why can't I hear you? Like this is cr- like, wow, she's like struggling so hard. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. What? This is rough. Like, Yeah. And there's that also that scene where her father is like chewing her out because she's yeah. not like, uh, like, yeah, it was, it was like, yeah. this is too emotional for me. I don't mm-hmm. like this. I don't like this game. And, and I guess I was really sad with the whole Mifa sideline. Like, that's just awful. <laughs> just terrible and sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywho, next question. <laughs> Move on to some happier things. With, hey, we're talking about Mystery Prime. Monkey Thunder asks, with Prime Remastered uh, now released, do you think we'll get the rest of the Prime games? Mm, I think it depends on how well Prime sells. Uh, Prime 2 didn't sell half of what Prime 1 sold on GameCube. And like the trilogy exists, and that sold really well. But, but like... 
it, it's two is a bit of a black sheep um, in the series. So I think we have to see some prime numbers boosted to see prime two. Yeah. And also four is going to come out like ish, right? Like, so you got to think like, are they going to do like, are we going to get prime two in six months and then prime three, six months after that. And then prime four. I hope not. Prime four holiday. Prime four holiday. They're prime. I would be so. That's what I'm hoping. I, I kind of hope we don't. Just because I think if we do, we will be getting them before Prime 4, and I want Prime 4 to come out. Yeah, yeah I don't, that's true. And, and I don't know how necessary they are, because the, the games are pretty standalone adventures and stories, right? I mean, there is, the, there, yeah, there is an overarching you story. You don't have to play Prime 1 to enjoy Prime 2. There's no story that's going to ruin anything for you. It's just nice to have them in the... And they do kind of build on each other, like gameplay wise except for three which is its own weird thing but um one and two you don't have to play in any specific order okay so i uh, i don't know i i like do i think i i think we'll see them but i don't know if they'll be soon yeah yeah um all right next question for monkey thunder asks uh, says that 2023 is already looking stacked. It's already looking super, super stacked. So, what are you looking forward to? Is his question. Video oh. games. What? What's like? I, I guess maybe we can all pick. <laughs> maybe we can all pick like our, our top ones. Like, uh, yeah, like our top two picks or something. Yeah, sure. Because I mean, I feel like Tears of the Kingdom's gonna fill one of those <laughs> picks for all of us. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Good chance. Yeah, I, I like would have chosen Advance Wars if I didn't know about it for two years already. And then the hype is gone, but I'm still going to buy it because I'm an Advance Wars freak. But Pikmin 4 for me is absolutely just Pikmin is a game is a once in a generation if you're lucky experience. And we got very lucky. So I'm I'm hype. I want a plush of the dog. I want all of the new captains as a little amiibo it's probably not going to happen but i'm sure I'll pro- we'll probably get a plush dog right that dog's made for merch oh yeah, yeah um, for sure <laughs> yeah um i guess i guess zelda too i don't know i want to know what second half of the year has yeah i'm i think tears of the kingdom is for sure my most anticipated but Besides that, I... I'm Aiden Kaidos. Yeah, that's a good. That's, that's a good pick. That's a good. Like, it's not my top two, but it's very high on my list because those games were lost on the GameCube, and they're very good. I almost feel. I almost feel a little embarrassed to say Hogwarts Legacy. I'm. I'm looking forward to trying that out on Switch because it's out now. <laughs> you could you could play it you could play it now is it, on, on, is it coming to switch yeah it is coming to switch yeah, in july. july um man that's Weird. that's that's where i'll play it unless it just is absolutely terrible and then i may have to you know cave and game on my gaming pc that's that's pikmin <laughs> month so just keep that in mind yeah pikmin 4 as well listen my wallet doesn't need to know these things <laughs> let's, not, let's not talk about it I went over to pre-order a bunch of stuff on Best Buy and it was like 
$250 for all my pre-orders. And I was like, good Lord. It's yep. Advanced Wars and Pikmin and Zelda yep. and Metroid Prime and the Amiibo. And I was just like, sheesh, man. Yeah, I'm getting that with just the special edition of Zelda. Yeah, <laughs> like right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those are probably my top picks. I I, I imagine we're going to see some Pokemon Scarlet Violet DLC, and I'm pretty hyped for that. I'm excited to see more story for that, because I loved that game. I really enjoyed it. That's me. Micah, what you got? Yeah, speaking of pre-orders, I still got my uh, Metroid Prime 4 pre-ordered from Amazon, where I will supposedly be paying $48. So, Oh my gosh. Like back in the day when uh, Amazon games, if you pre-ordered, you get like $12 off. Been a while. But yeah, I don't know if that You pre-ordered it that long ago? Oh so yeah, I've had it pre-ordered for like literally like six years at this point. <laughs> back when it, Bandai Namco was developing it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's been so long. Wow. But uh, I mean, I obviously got to say uh, Tears of the Kingdom. And then I'm believing so hard right now. My second most anticipated is Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, believe. I will will it into existence. I mean, it seems like nine months between Prime Remastered. That seems like a pretty good amount of hype time before yeah. Prime 4 coming out. Especially because they'd probably announce it at least like three months before it comes out. So six to, months. They had to like, they had to like, like get your get your goat ready right they had to be like yeah. here's what 3d metroid is about guys you had your 2d metroid let's get let's okay there you go let's get the real deal out here here's metroid prime this is like this is the cream of the crop now get ready for four because it's going to be so good it's going to blow prime out of the water that's my yeah, exactly. that's my head cannon. i like that Besides that, yeah, I gotta yeah. give an honorable mention to uh, Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope when it goes on sale for like 20 bucks with the <laughs> DLC. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that. Nice. That is a good pick. Uh, yeah. And of course, so that, that, that's, what we're, <laughs> that's what we're looking forward to. Also that like Rayman DLC for that's gonna be pretty cool when that, when that comes. Okay. That. Next we have an absolute hodgepodge like a waterfall of questions from the question master presto lightning round presto the magnificent uh first off what was the best game that came out in 2010 gosh I don't damn i didn't give you i didn't give you a warning on this one oh, i have mine picked i'm going to pick pokemon heart gold and soul silver that's my my number one game from 2010 honorable mention to we party which I was going to go with until I saw that Pokemon one. <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot, got to go with that. Because Pokemon Heart Gold, Soul Silver, that was like, that, that's like peak Pokemon. Maybe even still. I, I don't know. It's, it's up yeah, there for I mean, me. That's um, hmm. I'm a remake of like say... the best game. So, Oh, Donkey Kong Country Returns. Hello. There we go. Done. Easy. Nice. Yeah, that's a, that's well, a good and thing. And that's, that's the year that Mario Galaxy 2 came out. So that's how much... That's about Donkey Kong guy I am right there. Yep. Yeah. And I got to give honorable mention to Golden Sun. Even though I on the DS, I kind of felt like that might have been the weakest of the it Golden was, Sun games. Yeah. I, it was still good. I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, Golden I Sun one, standard is, is high, 
right? So yeah. A bad Golden Sun game is still like a good RPG. We're getting the good exactly. one on NSO, right? That's that's the one that's we're getting the first one. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping the first they also two get are, the second. Yeah, the first two are really really good. Why would they not give the second after giving the first? Oh, I hope well, they do. Like, like why? Yeah, they better because yeah. they they like connect a little bit. Some things you do in the first game carry over. Mm-hmm. And oh, back in the day, that was like mind blowing. Yeah. I was like, holy cow, that's insane. I mean, there weren't big things that I don't remember much, His, to be honest. My dog's name is still Fido. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. Well, you can, like, arrest some people, I think. And then if you go back later, they've broken out of jail. And if you do that, you can, like, fight them in the second game or something. I hope I didn't just make that up. But that's, like, the only thing I remember. Yeah. Um, but my, my number one has got to be Super Mario Galaxy 2. Solid. Mario Galaxy, but with Yoshi. I mean... What's not to love, you know? Exactly. It's good. It's good. Uh, okay. Next question. Would you rather live in a world where the Wii never existed or the Switch never existed? This is a tough one um, for me. I don't want to live in either of these worlds. But I'm just going to say uh, I, I will pick... I will pick... I want the world with the Switch because Breath of the Wild. And I, like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't not have that. I would, would give I up. Be, I would give up the mis- whole Wii library for that. Yeah. To be fair, in my my, this is just my personal opinion. The Wii library isn't like crazy strong. Like my favorite Zelda came out on the GameCube. Right on. Double Dash is my game, and oh yeah. Like, well, even the there's Wii, no, there's even no the original, there's no original Pikmin game. Yeah, even I mean, the Wii. Donkey Kong Country Returns is good. Uh, but... Zelda was cross-platform on GameCube. You could play Twilight Princess on the GameCube. Yeah, exactly. So. If I really wanted to play Twilight Princess, but like no Skyward Sword, which I can live without. Yeah, I think probably or the world with the Switch is where to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think if I, it was I, between I, GameCube and Switch, that would be a problem. I'd have to like sacrifice a child. Well, now you know what's happening <laughs> next next episode. <laughs> They're yeah. gonna ask that question. Well, hold it <laughs> in reserve hey. for the next time you're guesting. I don't have to answer it. So, that's, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I gotta go the same. But at the same time, the Wii was like classic high school time. Mm. All the homies coming over. Oh, brawl! Especially playing yeah, brawl. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I gotta. I mean, I don't have as many friends around me anymore. So the the Wii was like the prime couch co op multiplayer yeah. time. I could see that, but that could have been the GameCube. As well. For me, it was if they just had the GameCube too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, well. Pretty easy question. <laughs> Next question. What do you think Nintendo's biggest success stories have been in the past decade? These are very big questions. For <laughs> yeah, a it is. Round. Yeah. What is, no, I didn't, I, I'm on, I, biggest... I didn't say like, you said lightning round. I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, but I'm we'll choosing to do lightning round. Yeah. We'll do, well, okay. I'm going to give a short answer to this. I, I'm just going to pick like. Animal I, I, Crossing. Past decade? That's a, that's a good, that's a good pick for the past decade. Animal Crossing. Yeah. Platoon for sure, like that game. Oh, Platoon, yeah. yep. and took over the one. world. I just blur like what's ten years ago and what's longer than ten years. No, oh, yeah, twenty thirteen. I got married ten years ago. Congrats! 
Thank you. Yeah, I'm coming April, up on April's our anniversary. April's my nice. anniversary too, but what? I'm not not at ten years. Oh, at I think this will be eight, maybe nine. Oh no, <laughs> how old? You gotta. What happened? You gotta figure that out soon. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> uh, um, Splatoon, definitely Animal Crossing. Um. I just think the Switch in general. Switch, the Switch yeah. itself, yeah. yeah. That's, that's probably what I'll pick as their biggest success. Just the the brilliant. Especially just combine, right after the Wii U. Combine yeah, coming, their coming back from the Wii U, like whatever Switch, just being alive after the Wii U. That's a success right there. <laughs> true. I mean, it's true. kind of their like pattern now, because I mean, the GameCube had incredible games, which the Wii yeah. U also I think had some great games, yeah. but it didn't sell very well. And mm-hmm. then they came back with the Wii. Wii U not selling well? The Switch doing crazy good? Who knows? The no. the Switch U might not do well. Oh, no, we gotta break that pattern. Switch yeah. 2 has to be good. Super Switch. Let's go. Yep. Yeah, because the NES, like, the NES to SNES, I feel like was a, a, a good transition of successful yep. Yep. sales-wise. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I don't I don't know if we'll be able to top the Switch in sales. I, I feel like this is, like, kind of insane, but who knows? Kind of crazy, knows? yeah. Uh, next question. What do you think the future of Nintendo looks like? This is another big question. I'm just going to say Switch 2. I, I think, I think the future is more of this. They're yeah. going to continue to leverage their IP in smart ways and make tons of money. And yeah, there's going to be more friggin' Donkey Kong around. Hopefully. More movies? Donkey Kong movie, Donkey Kong theme park. Like, oh, how about a video game? Now the game next has got to be, right? Yeah. (laughs) Jungle Uh, V2, let's go. And then I I also foresee a future where Nintendo embraces VR. Because once they do, I think VR becomes mainstream. That would be cheap enough for them to Yes, yes. It's going to be a bit still, I think. But uh, I I don't know. I, I just feel like their game design behind that tech will be what boosts it forward. I mean, they basically pioneered motion controls it becoming like a mainstream thing uh, and, and just like a lot of functionality and features. They're always doing something new and innovative with their systems. Mm-hmm. So, but using old tech. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't really been cutting edge since when N64. When VR has been like mainstream for five years, then they'll be like Nintendo VR, and it'll. But it won't be the same as everybody else's VR. They'll have some twist on it where it's like, oh, it's. But you wear the goggles on your mouth. I don't. It's know. It's actually a hat. Taste division. <laughs> it's actually a hat. It's actually a hat. You can't even predict Nintendo at any point anymore. Yeah, it's just like it's true. It's yeah. true. Uh. What are some of the biggest challenges you could see Nintendo facing in the coming years? These are these are really good questions, Presto. Just taxes. <laughs> what taxes? Why? Why? <laughs> they're gonna get making so it? they'll be making so much money. Oh, okay. I see. I see. <laughs> they're gonna get a Swiss bank account. Um, I actually don't really know how taxes the, work for huge companies. So I have I have a, a vague worry about the the successor to the Switch, um, because now that the portable thing has kind of broken through 
you've got the Steam Deck and you have uh, Android emulators becoming very powerful, able to run GameCube and Wii and PS2. That's no longer like the selling point for a console. Now, they're always going to have a fan base because they're their IP. But how to reach like the masses like they have with the Switch, that's that's going to be a bit trickier in 2025, 26, whenever the next thing comes out, because portability in gaming is going to become much more mainstream, you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I just wonder what that is going to look like and what how they're going to spin it, you know. I, I think one of their biggest challenges is going to be not scaling well with their IP. Uh, and what I mean by that is it has taken 30 years to make the Mario Bros. movie. And I just feel like this is too slow. Like, they they have the IP, and they really need to dive on 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 the IP spread. We only have one Nintendo store in in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and they only and they actually only have one in Japan as well, and so it's just like it, it's the outside of video games like getting their IP to places that I think other game companies are going to go much faster with. Like Sonic, I feel like has done a much better job with that side of things. However, their games aren't as yeah. good. <laughs> well, it's kind of. I kind of disagree with you. Oh, okay. Because I feel like the pace that Nintendo's going now is the right pace. Because the pace before was absolutely nothing. True. It was like it was there's no movies after the Mario movie. There's there's no cartoon after the like the original. We we got video games and like maybe a plush from Nintendo Power if you're lucky. Um and uh, so now I feel like we're at a good click where it's like, OK, it should be a big deal that Nintendo's making a Mario movie. Like, it should be a huge deal that there's going to be a friggin' theme park, like your wildest childhood dream coming true. That should be a huge deal. And if they keep if they like push stuff too quickly, then they will become Sonic, which has a lot of missteps in their in their content. A lot of high highs, but also a lot of low lows. I see what, and I see what you're I don't saying. think Nintendo's willing to risk that. I don't think that they they are as a culture are willing to risk that. I think that this is the right pace for a Nintendo property to maintain their value. Their IP is their value. The their IP floated Smash Brothers floated the Wii U. You could argue. So they they need to be careful with their IP. Um so there you go. That's that's our answers. Biggest challenges. <laughs> I I I I agree. I, I I agree with that. I like at their current pace, they're good. But I I'm I was more looking at like historically. It's just been so slow. Like, historically, it's been very. Slow. I want these things to grow. What I want much is faster. more. I want more content for stuff that I love. That's Nintendo. I want Donkey Kong, Star Fox, Pikmin, Chibi Robo. I want like all their IP to be getting like the love but it just seems like they're they're slow to adopt that kind of mentality well this might be a great question then the next one for presto is what do you think the next big oh i'm sorry i'm gonna skip ahead here are are there any classic nintendo games you would like to see remastered i think i think chibi robo is a great candidate Gotta get for this chibi robo back yeah just a classic chibi robo with the exploring the house and the cleaning up and the vacuuming and the collect-a-thon and 
Yeah, just remaster yeah. the first game. I, I mean, I'm not a fan of remasters in general, but <laughs> for games that are stranded, <laughs> like have had no yeah. love in their series, I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, we're getting a lot of that stuff now, and I'm really happy about it. I really want to see some obscure stuff like the Custom Robo series come back. Like, that thing yep. is a great game, and it just yeah. died. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Kid Icarus. I see a couple comments mm. in the chat for Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus Uprising, for me specifically. I don't know if Let's you guys go. are talking... But like, yeah, Micah, you got any picks? I mean, not really. I kind of just want to say ice climbers because that's just my <laughs> random go to at this point. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. What Nintendo franchise do you want to see a game? No, nothing. I'm good. Like, just so <laughs> well, I mean, like remaster is all their games that I really enjoy just still hold up so well. That's I don't true. really need to see them remastered. I mean, Metroid Prime remastered, that's awesome. Ooh, on this, on this it train. also still played very well. On this train, Ocarina of Time. I, I would love to see like a, a, a big yeah. remaster and 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 re Yeah. Like, I would I would even love almost like, from the ground up. Yeah, I would like, I would even love like a Final again. Fantasy seven remake style, you know, where it's like this is almost Whoa. a different game. Do I want that? I just want some like updated uh, enemy and AI and combat a little bit. I think I think if you did that, it would need to be like Ocarina of Time two in the Breath of the Wild engine. Yeah, for for, for, for yeah. people to be okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm all, I'm all for <laughs> okay. Um, what do you guys think the next Nintendo big Nintendo game will be? Zelda. Donkey but, Kong but is this after Zelda? <laughs> is this, are you yeah. talking after Zelda? I'm like, assuming. Well, with something we don't know about, I assume. Is a, do- a 3D about. Donkey Kong? 3D Donkey something Kong. Something we don't know Let's much go. about. I, I think it's the next Mario game. Next, next 3D Mario. Mm. I just want to say Prime 4. <laughs> yeah. I, I want like, <laughs> yeah, Prime 4 pick. on the Switch to just like blow away the previous Metroid Prime sales because the Metroid Prime games have not sold as much as they deserve to. And I want this to get like Neo the Prime. widespread acclaim. Neo Prime and Chess you know what? I Star Fox. So I don't know how you feel about this, Micah, but I wouldn't be mad at all if Prime Four is a Switch Two launch title. That would make me be very happy because I feel like that game would get it would get immediate respect from a fan base that you know maybe people who love zelda but have never played a metro game would be like oh i'll try this and they'll find some very similar mechanics that they're very attached to in you know and i just feel like that would be a pretty cool thing to see are you talking like like breath of the wild where it's on both because that i think that would be oh maybe i I think if they have it released on the the, like the switch 2 or whatever they also have it on the switch just because they announced it so long ago saying this will come to switch Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a a, like sleazy i guess and then you're like oh but we're not actually doing it even though it's been like eight years we're now putting it on the switch 2 yeah right it's got to be both like it's got to be a twilight princess birth of the wild situation yeah Yeah. i mean i wouldn't mind that because i mean they would have some sort of improved capabilities on the switch mm-hmm. too and i'm gonna be getting a switch too anyways i just feel bad for people that made a bit maybe have been like you know what there's a prime four coming out at some point maybe i'll pick up the switch although i'm sure they've gotten their money's worth anyways but still you can't go wrong with the current metroid situation on switch um okay so we have a bunch more questions but 
for the sake of time, Presto, I'm going to save the bulk of these for next week's questions episode. Um, how about we jump into this last question from Presto, though, which is, what are some of the most underrated Nintendo games? Because that's what we're talking about tonight with the PAL Topic. So, uh, yeah, I, I was waiting for the bumper to finish. Has, like, has it like, ended yet? Ah, we don't know. I was along with you. I can't hear anything. <laughs> the our topic tonight, we are each going to give our top five underrated Nintendo games. What does that mean? That means any game that released on a Nintendo platform at any point in history. So not necessarily for Switch. Sega Genesis as part of the NSO count? Yeah, I'll count it. Oh. Oh. Are you kidding me? You're gonna put Sega Genesis games on this list? Get out of here with that! It's on the uh, it's on the would. Switch just right now. About it, it is a little disrespectful to be like. This is, <laughs> I'm gonna I quit this show, <laughs> Nintendo pals. Um, so I guess I will go first with my number five. I'm 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 put I have these in order. I don't I know Micah doesn't isn't a I fan have approximately of approximately two games chosen. So <laughs> Oh nice. Well hurry up and fill the other three while I give my number five is gonna be Actually wait, we just we just got on our case here. Well I'll go Gunstar Heroes two. <laughs> wow. That's on a yeah. Nintendo system. That's, game. That's a Nintendo game because it was exclusive to the Game Boy Advance. That's yep. a was yeah. it? Oh. Okay, I, I haven't actually played this game, but I, I just want yeah. the Gunstar Heroes series to get more love. Uh, it is a fantastic series, uh, and the, both the great games. Great games. Treasure, a great developer. Can't agree more. Love it. Love Gunstar Heroes. Um, I would love to see them do another 2D Gunstar game, a brand new one, like an indie style, right? Like 2D animated, whatever, side-scroller, just make it simple, but like blow it out of the water, man. Yeah. Three powers can be combined. Yo. Not just two. You know, like, like that was, that's like one of the coolest parts of that game is like the different combos you can do and then working like two player co op to a, a very unique boss fights. I, I just, I just think really cool design for those side scrolly shoot em games. That's my number five. It's Dan, uh, what do you sh- got? Should I go? Yeah, so yeah. give Micah more time? Yeah, give Micah um, more time. Mine is not in order of quality. I decided right to on. give myself some rules because most of my favorite games of all time are all underrated. So I just chose one high-quality game from each Nintendo console from Super Nintendo onward. Um, and okay. I start with Super Nintendo. We're going to go with um, Uniracers on the Super Nintendo. Nice. Yeah. Which, which yeah. is a unique story behind it because it's... It's a side-scrolling race game with a lot of, like, trick mechanics, right? Like, um, it ends up feeling a lot more like Tony Hawk than, like, a racing game. But it's a side-scroller, and um, it once you, once you grasp the controls of this game, your hands kind of melt into the controller, and you're just, like, going crazy with the tricks you can do in this thing. Um, it has really, most, really great music. It's 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 just weird too. Like like oh, it's uh, so weird. Like weird conceptually. Yeah. 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 And then a funny story I always like to tell about this game is that um, DMA Design, who made it, actually got sued by Pixar because the because Pixar's first and uh, th- one of their first 3D animated films was about a sentient unicycle, 
And it's like, well, there's only so many ways to animate a unicycle, but they they lost the suit, so they had to stop producing cartridges. So it's actually a pretty limited number of cartridges available compared to like your average Super Nintendo game. It's not an expensive cartridge though, because it's very um, just sort of unknown in the in the space in the Super Nintendo collector space. Um, but it is very good and highly recommended by me. <clears throat> nice, good pick, Micah. What you got? I'll go with Nintendo Land because not enough people have been able to play that. Top ten greatest games. Is that underrated? And you're putting that Potentially. on in fifth? Uh, not in any <laughs> order. I had yeah. to make sure to say it before you said it, though. Well, that's unfortunate. That may be my number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Is it under- I don't necessarily know if it's underrated or just not enough people got the chance to play it. Underplayed, uh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I think I'd say like they're kind of interchangeable a little bit. Some of mine are questionable. I'll give you that. All right. Well, my number four is going to be Tomodachi Life. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the Miis. The Miis are the greatest. And this was like Sims, but with Miis and just very comical. I just want this to be remastered and ported to Switch real bad. Hey, it might be. You got you got Fantasy Life. You got uh, whatever the other. Metopia. They put Metopia yep. here. It's like, mm-hmm. why, why not? bring bring it over Get more ds love on there yeah for for sure for sure what do you got for number four dan so my number four is a nintendo 64 game by the name of buck bumble you got Ooh. any buck bumble love on I, here i've never heard of buck bumble okay I, I, buck have you bumble, even talked about this on your show i have a little bit it's oh, no. it's <laughs> this is why i chose i tried to choose stuff that i don't talk about all the time oh yeah 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 i do remember this one yeah yeah so buck bumble is a flight sim but you're a bee with guns it was <laughs> developed by it was developed for ubisoft by um uh argonaut and if you know anything about nintendo history argonaut are the ones who developed the fx chip and made Star Fox for for um nintendo and then you know they are a third-party company they made the games for other people they made this game this was actually their last project before they went under which is really sad but it's a very competent flight sim for a one stick system. Um, and it's really fun. It's fun just because it's fun to be a tiny thing flying around like a backyard. Right. And um, it is very interesting and the music is banging. So it's a, it's a fun, fun experience, cheap N64 game if you find it. So what are they going to put this on NSO? Let's do it. Yeah. I want Ubisoft. To oh, that's why. <laughs> all right michael what's your number four my number something is gladius for the gamecube uh, gamecube the gamecube yep i'm actually I've playing through it again it. right now oh it's fantastic okay. yeah I, I don't know if we need to really elaborate on this game too much because we only hear about it every episode of this show <laughs> uh but gladius guys someday i will make you play it it's and my gotcha You're going to eat those words. Yeah. I'm going to eat those words. No, I still will probably be like, why did we talk about this every single episode? <laughs> well, we can stop talking about it when you play it. <laughs> Deal, I'll play it. I'll play it if completion. it ends it. Oh, gosh. It's only like 40 hours or something if you want to do all the side stuff. 
Well, I'm just going to move on to my number three, which is going to be Tetris Attack. Uh, hmm. Also known as Panel de Pawn. But Tetris Attack is specifically the U.S. version that had Yoshi as the theming instead of fairies and Panel de Pawn stuff. I love this game. Favorite puzzle game. It sort of became uh, Pokemon Puzzle League. Is where the where the series went after this. Uh, but Tetris Attack is, I I think, relatively less known as as a title in the series. Do you know what the deal is with that game as far as like it kind of crossed a bunch of IP in the same mechanics, but it's named something totally different. Like, you know what I mean? Like Tetris is always Tetris, but Panel of the Pawn is yeah, Tetris no, it's, Attack. It's not and Yoshi whatever and Pokemon Puzzle League whatever. Yeah, so it's it's named Tetris Attack because Tetris was successful. This is the era on on the SNES where they just like slapped previous successful games like Yoshi's Island was Super Mario mm-hmm. World 2. Right, even though yeah. <laughs> Again, it's it's another one where it's like a Yoshi game, but they didn't want to give it Yoshi in the title for some reason. So they're like, oh yeah, Tetris Attack. See, it's puzzly. It's like <laughs> I I believe that's where that goes historically. Okay. Like that's the only reason. Um weird. Yeah, it is weird. And then they just reskinned Panel to Pawn, but with Yoshi's Island sprites. It's such a pretty game. I I love I love the artwork in that game. And the design. I I think that that artwork looks better than the Panel to Pawn one. Maybe that's just because I have an affinity more for Yoshi. Who doesn't really? True. Shy guys in it. Oh man, there's like it's just so good. So good. Great pixel art. That's my number three. Dan, what you got for number three? All right, all right. Number three is a GameCube game as we go along our Nintendo history lesson here. Um, and the GameCube game that I always talk about is Gotcha Force. Gotcha Force is my Gladius. Um but I'm not going to be talking about Gotcha Force today, even though I just oh. did. Today I'm going to be talking about. <laughs> you got to at least today mention I'm... it, though. You got to say the name every time I show up somewhere. Um, Metal Arms glitch in the system. Uh, this ga- this is a game that you may or may not have ever heard of. It's just sort of like some people know it and love it. Some people don't even know what it is because it didn't get very much press. And the the development story of this game is actually pretty tragic. But the game itself is a third person shooter where you're a very cartoony sort of looking robot dude. Um, humor similar to something like Conker's Bad Fur Day, but not as crass. Um, just sort of like goofy with like, you know, you're getting your enemies are all robots, but they're all getting their limbs chopped off by your buzzsaw gun and stuff like that. Um, and But it has some deep lore in this game too. And the multiplayer is just absolute chaos. And it's so much fun. Um, and the developers of this game... Swing and Ape Studios came from Midway and they they left Midway, they made the studio. Then this studio after Metal Arms was bought by Blizzard, who disbanded the studio and had them all working on StarCraft Ghost, which got canceled, and then they just kind of dispersed from there. And and you know, they kept asking Blizzard, this is all in like interviews and stuff they kept asking blizzard like hey can we make metal arms 2 can we keep going with rip and blizzard was like well not right now no when they got blocked by activision all that stuff was was put in a vault somewhere and nobody's seen or heard from the series since 
Um, and it's kind of one of those things where like, if you play the game, it's, it's so good. Like the story, the gameplay, the characters, the dialogue, they poured so much love into this game and they had such big plans for it, but it just, it died because of like red tape. It sucks. Um, so metal arms on GameCube, PS2, Xbox, and you can download it on Xbox one through the xbox 360 situation i think you can do that but um super super good really cheap on xbox and ps2 so pick it up neat sounds sounds like a great game and looking at screenshots of it, it looks really fun bananas what you got micah for well, your I, number not number even not that <laughs> underrated but uh kirby's air ride oh just yeah just because i kind of enjoyed that more than mario kart whoa double dash i I mean depends on if you're (laughs) utilizing the double dash abilities yeah this is crazy from micah's mouth to hear these words i mean the city mode in kirby's air ride was just way too much fun it's so good yeah of course then you'd always get like because you can get like different cars and you just end up with like the random glider or whatever they call them and it's like doesn't match what mini game they decided to choose at all but that's part of the fun yeah i like know what it is but i've never played it and it it has its it has its fame um but it certainly is underrated yeah oh it's so good yeah i'd love to see that that series come back kirby's getting a lot of love right now too so that would be that would be fun to see Mm -hmm. uh all righty well going into my number two um, you know what, Micah? I'm gonna put Nintendo Land here, so that my number one is a surprise. <laughs> Nintendo That's Land. A terrible way of deciding what's your most underrated game. Hey, I think we're not even numbering ours, Micah. So we can't <laughs> complain at all. Nintendo Land to me is it, it, the reason it's so high on this list. It, it may be one of the w- most well known out of any of the games we've talked about here. However, this is one of the best games ever made. Like, like hands down, it has just so much content in it that, like, I, I think it's worth picking up a Wii U just for this game. The party side, then there's also the um, single player and cooperative multiplayer with, you have, like, a whole mission mode for Zelda, Metroid, and Pikmin. Um, and then there's a bunch of like little standalone games and then there's a whole like Mario party mode where you play these all mixed together and you're collecting things for your Nintendo land theme park that all, it it just is such an homage to everything Nintendo historically, um, except for Star Fox. (laughs) It's like, like, what is going on? Wait, why? Tragically. Yeah, but uh, we even that, got F Zero in there, man. Come on. Yeah, it's it's bananas. Ooh. That octopus dance game. You're like, what? we have a game. Like in the Warfare only this? thing I like played once and like never played again out of all of them. Yeah, uh, I I just think that that game is very very good. Uh, and and maybe I just have a lot of nostalgia for it. But this is one that I could play with my with my non gamer family, but I could also play just me and have a really good time. So this is this is like one of my top games ever. Definitely. You know, like I was Mike gonna said. say, I was gonna say, I don't feel like that game's underrated because it has a pretty high praise 
from Nintendo fans in general. But then you said you think it's the best game ever made. And I was like, oh, well, if and I guess it is underrated <laughs> yeah. if you think that. So. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's my opinion. I, th- I think it's I think it's underrated. It should be rated as one of the best games ever made. But got it. Most people are like, yeah, it was it was the Wii U's Wii Sports. And I'm like, that's not how dare you. you? Yeah, and you I love Wii Sports. Yes, exactly. I love yeah. Wii Sports. And that's how I feel about it. Anyhow, number two for you, Dan, what you got? Number two for me is a Wii game. Um, and um, are we ending on the Wii U or on the Switch? We're right. ending. Uh, I'm, I, are we skipping the have, Wii U? You'll just have to wait and see, won't you? <laughs> just, it's a surprise. It's a tease. Um, it, uh, I will say, you know, I'll just say my Wii game. My Wii game is a game called Alien Syndrome, which is a remake of a Sega arcade game, which is like sci-fi gauntlet. I feel like oh. I've heard of this game. It's also on the PSP, but it, but the Wii version has it's a top-down multi-directional shooter that has four-player co-op, which we need crafting, more of. Like crafting system. Oh, dude, it's so good. That genre is crafting like, system. That genre is like has, dead. The the top-down. Yeah, it's like, we need more Smash TV. Yes. Yeah. Let's go. Total Carnage, man. I that I would put that on this list, but I took Gunstar Heroes instead. I, oh, I know. In our in our game of the year episode, I fought for Smash TV, man. I was fighting yeah. for it, but yeah. Um, our our game of the year episode is about retro games, so it's thirty years old. So it's games from ninety three for those who are or ninety two, I guess, for last year. This is a game of the year for this year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still my favorite game. Um, no, but uh, Alien Syndrome, four player co op, crafting system, um, upgradable weapons, tons of weapons, and um. It's just fun. It's just dumb fun. Like, get four people together and play some sci-fi gauntlet. That's what you do, you know? And, like, why wouldn't you do that? So, um... The, and, Wii, yeah. the Wii version looks significantly improved from... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not the prettiest game in the world, but, I mean, it's just dumb fun. And yeah. not enough people bought it or played it, honestly. Like, it deserves so much better than what it got. That's it. What do you got, Micah? I got ghost squad yes ghost squad. remake of i squad. believe in the, like an arcade yes. classic mm-hmm. but i don't i don't know how it differs from the arcade but they got like a bunch of weapons you can play it co-op you can set like the difficulty there are like a bunch of branching paths throughout the levels it's just a lot of fun solid legit that one is, of my favorite real shooters yeah that is a that is a, a great game I thought you were going to say, well, I, I'm th- maybe this is on your list, so I won't, I won't spoil it. Uh, my number one, it's Plock. Yeah. Yo, could it be I anything? knew it had to be. <laughs> could it, it be anything be. else? Yeah. Plock. Uh, I, I just think that this game's super underrated. Uh, would love to see it come back in some capacity. I, I would just like, at this point, just a port of it, uh, a way to play it on modern systems would, would be With great. With Rewind. With Rewind. <laughs> And save states. Oh, that's yeah. cheating. Rewind. <laughs> that game is brutal with with in its current state for its save capabilities. Or lack pluck, of. Plock continues. Yeah. It, yeah. I I just I I think uh you know it's it's a bit of a meme with the retro logic community for sure. But it is a I, meme, but we genuinely love it. Yes, it I was just saying, I like, I unironically love it, and I also love the meme side of it that it's that it's become mm-hmm. there. I just think it's such a fun 
and quirky game. I love the the art. I love the music. The music is just incredible. Incredible music. I would enjoy it more if it wasn't for like two levels. The one level with the fleas, like you have to go so far across this water and then you climb up to get to a second level and oh, the fleas brother, will that's... just run off into the water down yeah. below, which kills you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I know what that is. So I was going to say, I was going to say, well, it gets worse, but uh, no, that, that is that, the that is the, the one that's worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what level you're talking about. Yeah, and, and that level also includes the classic off-screen flying, um, rolling things. I think they're like fruits in that one, like like avocado-looking things that you'll be walking, and then they'll just come flying off-screen at, at you at full speed. And if you don't know it's there, damage. You know, it's a it's a flawed game, but got it where it counts. You know. It's got heart. All right, Dan. What's your number one? Good, good. Okay, my final game uh, is a Wii U and a Switch game, since you were asking. Oh! It's my Nintendo Land. It's my Nintendo Land, because um, it's a game that's... I thought that was the name. I was like, what? My Nintendo? No, 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 no. no. (laughs) (laughs) I made my own game. No. Um... (laughs) because it's it's pretty highly rated but i think that it's deserves way better than what it got and people tend to um poo poo the series if uh, you're either a fan or you're not it is pikmin 3 okay so, yeah 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 bit of a history lesson about pikmin i pikmin thought you were about one, to say tropical freeze and i was like i i'm gonna have to fight you on this one i feel like that one sold well no, and did well <laughs> that's that it is uh, people often who don't even like donkey kong call it the best platformer ever made and they're right um so pikmin 3 the original pikmin game on gamecube is is flawed in some really fundamental ways it's a great game but they fixed a lot of those flaws in pikmin 2 and created a bunch of other flaws that made it difficult to play and obtuse and um i'm like breezing through the history here yeah yeah. pikmin 3 i feel like is the sweet spot for the series it's easy to pick up and understand. The puzzles are not super difficult. Um, and it's very forgiving as far as like the number of Pikmin. And even the mission is very forgiving. Like you don't have, you are not as restricted as you were in the original to like find these pieces. It's all about just like, oh, get this fruit and there's fruit all over the place. Um, but it's still fun and the boss battles are amazing and they fixed all the controls. Um, so I feel like if you have played Pikmin in the past and you're like, I don't like Pikmin because it was too hard or the puzzles were obtuse or the controls didn't make any sense or whatever, which are all valid complaints. Um, try Pikmin three, like give it a go because I guarantee you it's not the same experience that you would have had with one or two. Um, it's a beautiful game. Uh, I, I am honestly kind of surprised that Nintendo still gives Pikmin the time of day. And I think it's because Miyamoto's Miyamoto's creation, (laughs) honestly, like, yeah, he's, he pushes it. Yeah. I kind of feel like the way things get done at Nintendo is somebody high up says like, Hey, I really like this game. Let's make another one. And then everybody below them has to be like, okay, we're going to make a new great idea. Yeah. Fire emblem, I guess, or whatever. Um, yeah, someone must love Fire Emblem. <laughs> I guess, I don't know who it is, but somebody it's Sakurai, man. I, yeah, I, what, who else would it be? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but that's my sales pitch for Pikmin 3 is is uh give it a go either Wii U or Switch because it's the same you know it's the same experience but um just it's a series that I love it's it's RTS for babies that's what I would call it it's, it's a fantastic game too yeah it's it, so good yeah it's really great and music's great yeah it makes you very aware of your mistakes with the sound of your Pikmin dying yeah, it's a brutal that. game, man. Like, <laughs> it's but you're allowed. Here's the thing: in the first two Pikmin games, you like couldn't be careful. It was just like stuff's just gonna happen, and you have no control over it unless you're a god at this game, which you'll get there. But like, what your first playthrough, you suck. Pikmin three yeah. is way more forgiving with that. Like, you know what's coming. You can zoom out much further. Um, it does a better job of explaining things. It's it's just everybody I tell who to get into Pikmin start with Pikmin three before you go backwards, you know. So that's what I say. Good Pikmin picks. 3. Good picks. <laughs> and it's now is a great time with Pikmin four coming out to get your feet revisit. Wet. Yeah, revisit mm-hmm. the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm sure Pikmin four will also be great. They learned a lot of lessons with three. So if you want to wait for four, I'm not mad about it. But if you find three for cheap, like do it yeah please i yeah, recommend worth... it as well yeah. yeah i think that's a fantastic number one pick micah what do you got yeah, well before I, I i announced mine what did you think my number one was going to be because you mentioned that a little earlier the uh, i i'm thinking things. on your list you're going to have um the conduit oh mm. that's pretty good oh, honorable good. mention the conduit one and two especially the ending because mm-hmm. i really enjoyed those but I Abraham Lincoln, George Washington. Oh, it's so it's so wild. And then they never made another game. We'll never hey, see what happens. Any game, any game with Abraham Lincoln in it has my seal of approval. So. Yeah. Steam World, co- codename Steam. Yeah. Two, got it. <laughs> but I, I think I got to give my my last one to uh, NFL Blitz 2000. NFL Blitz, man. I don't even know how well this game rated, but it obviously wasn't good enough. What do you mean? Like, I feel like this is I, I maybe maybe I'm think maybe it's just because I've hung out with you so long. I I I thought that this game did really well, and it's I guess it, it did do most. pretty well. But at the same time, uh, I have only played a single copy of this game, and I've like out of outside my friend group, I've never heard like anyone mention it. Not that one specifically. I've never play, even played 2000 or 2001. I played the original, and it was, it oh, the was amazing. Yeah, because there's like um, a, so there's like a 2002 or off. something, which just wasn't yeah, as yeah, good. They, they were like, okay, well, we just want to make these more realistic instead of making and them. That more... was their mistake. Yeah, it's like it's a blast. It's like football meets wrestling. Madden killed Blitz. Blitz should have stuck around. Stuck stuck with the arcade angle, man. It, yeah, we don't even have anything like that now. I guess we have some indie stuff. I mean, there's there's no such thing as pass interference. You, they pass the ball, you see who it's going to, you just take them out. <laughs> it's incredible. I love I love Blitz, man. It's a good. I don't pick. even like football at all. The Blitz, I uh, yeah, same. Yeah, I like football. Just eh, it can be interesting to watch, I guess. Yeah. But that game is so good. Yeah. Real football should be more like Blitz. That's what I think. There be. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, a lot of hospital visits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more hospital visits, I should say. Well, that's been our top five. So in total, 15 underrated games that everybody out there listening, if any of these interested you, please give them some love. These are A lot of these are from series or games that 
would really be fun to see come back in some capacity and are or are lost to time in in ways Mm -hmm. and so you'll only be able to play them this way um let's do a quick recap here uh i'll go through my list here uh my number five was gunstar heroes number four was tamadachi life number three was tetris tack number two was nintendo land and number one was plock dan i got um uniracers buck bumble metal arms glitch in the system alien syndrome and pikmin 3 um i got nintendo land gladius kirby air ride ghost squad and nfl blitz 2000 neat Solid. i was remembering those as i went I was you didn't write really these hard. down anywhere no, you don't write them down i have no list anywhere <laughs> on the fly Code. i remember two guy. of them and then had to think really hard about the other three we you we would have never known <laughs> Well, that is going to be a wrap on this episode of Nintendo Pals Podcast. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Before we close out here with our Patreon shout-out, where can people find you on the internet? Yes, well, first of all, please go check out the next episode of Retrologic, which will feature the one and only Andros as a returning guest who's been away for far too long. Um, and we're going to be talking about some Breath of the Wild, guys, because it's officially retro now, apparently. So <laughs> <laughs> we have a very loose definition of retro over at Retrologic. Um, but you can find me on Twitter at Retrologic Games. You can uh, we have a Discord community. Go to Retrologic.games. That's a URL for our website. And you can join our Discord where we have just i mean really anything like movies music video games um and we try to keep it all nice and positive and fun up in there um and uh lots of people say it's one of their favorite discord communities so so come come hang there we do we do giveaways too we do free stuff fridays so um that's that that's pretty much it my podcast retrologic is on wherever podcasts are found on YouTube and everything. And, and you've got a whole family of podcasts and you're also part of the Nintendo dads family of podcasts. Yes. Yeah. Like we, you have children we, and you are a child. <laughs> you're like, exactly. yeah, yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. We have grandchildren. Um, so we have retro groove, which is our music history podcast, which is a better produced podcast than anything I do. Like it's so good. And it, they get so in depth. Adam and Liam over there doing such a great job. Um, Film Logic, which is our movie history movie podcast. Those guys are having so much fun over there. Uh, Solo something and Tim. Um, and we have John's podcast, which is called On Topic Retro, where he plays the community plays a game and then he has a podcast and the guests on and to talk about that specific game. So Retro Logic is much more general and like trivia and topic based and On Topic Retro is much more about like an individual game and the next one we're planning is about um crazy taxi so i think i'm going to be on that one because i'm a bit of a crazy taxi fan myself oh yeah so yes that's so that everybody everybody go check that out also uh i'll shout out third strongest mole streams for the retro logic oh uh, yes team there over yeah. on twitch.tv slash retro games and there's and, blog he writes he writes our blog, blog too yep he does some amazing deep dives into some developers and publishers that you wouldn't believe. So go check out the blog. One of the That's smartest, at, one of the smartest guys on the internet. Honestly, literally, honestly, when, it, like, when it comes to retro stuff, keeps me together as a yeah. human. Um, that's the blog is at our website, uh, retrologic.games. If you want to check that out. And Michael, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me uh, on 
Twitch and YouTube at Micah Prime. Yeah, and you can find my gallivanting across the interwebs over at Andros One. That is YouTube.com slash Andros One and Twitch.tv slash Andros One. Uh, thanks so much to everybody who listens and supports the show. You can also follow the show, uh, Nintendo Pals. We're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, we have a Discord. We have a Discord community, one of the greatest places ever. There is a whole... Man, I didn't even talk about this in, in the episodes this week. There's like a whole like fan fiction thing going for chat rule now, which is so great. Yes. Um, it's like the community coming together and forming a, a government around Twitch chat. Love it. Love to see it. I, I, I love the community there. We have fantastic You get fan people. fiction going in your community. You know good things are happening. You, we've yeah. you've, we've you've had made fan it. fiction. Yeah. We've had fan fiction on the Retrologic show for a bit, and it's it's getting some weird places. But we just, you know, it's, we're all there to have fun. So yeah, it's a good, I it's love a good time. the Nintendo Pals Discord, and I wish I I could like dig in there more. But um, that is really genuinely such a good positive place to be. So yeah, I feel the exact kudos to you guys. exact same way about Retrologic Discord. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I love this place. If only I had more time to mm-hmm. hang out. I here. know, yeah. Uh, but anywho, if you want to support the show. Besides just following us, uh, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Pals, where for as little as $3 a month, you can support the show, and you get a special shout-out in our Patreon Pokey Wrap. That's where we wrap our shout-out. That's right. The best Patreon shout-out on the internet. I, I can confidently say, I don't think anybody else does it as cool as we do. Here it is, right now. We gotta wrap some Patreon. You just do the scene. I'll take care of the hard part. Let's get it on. We want to be the best that ever was. And shout out our pals over on Patreon. LPD Rizzle, Retrologic Day. You dog gamer, slim tour, Spanish, and solo something, Brian. Little Miss Seven and Cosmic. Catch em, catch em, gotta catch em all. Gotta catch em all. Patreon. There's Jungle Smooth, Tim the Nintendo Dattle, and Seth Sturge with Monkey Thunder, Purple Beowulf, Dat Fast John, and Lava Plays 2. Gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all! Yeah! Gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all! Yeah! Gotta catch them all, Patreon! Let's get 150 or more, at least to be a Patreon donor, it's your destiny! Thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you next episode. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye.